0: I think we should start with this.
1: Oh, you can't do that to me. All right. Well, we're going to start episode 144 of the PS Nation podcast. Uh, that's Mark. I'm Glenn. How's it going tonight, Mark? I, I'm i a man in motion. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember the words. Oh, shit. Oh, you caught me <laughs> off guard with that one, you bastard. So obviously, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the St. Elmo's Fire Demo tonight, I'm sure sometime. Yes, in. we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. So, uh, kind of an odd start to the night, but what the hell? We gotta throw a throw a, a boomerang to everybody every now and then. Like, right, repeat. Um, so. <laughs> So tonight, we actually got some cool stuff tonight I'm actually pretty happy with what we got uh, New releases uh, Or what new release For next week A uh, bunch of news, some really cool stuff What we're playing uh, We'll talk a little bit about maybe our game of the year awards huh? A little mention of there uh, My preview of Heavy Rain Our on the crapper review of Crimson Room Reverse From Zavari for PSP uh, This is going to be hopefully a regular segment On the show uh, review of Pixel Junk Shooter, emails and voicemails, and I'm sure we've got a ton more to talk about. So let's get the, uh, the regular stuff out of the way. If you want to email us, you can do so by sending your email to podcast at psnation.org. That one again is podcast at psnation.org. Uh, our voicemail line, which all the SOCOM uh, fanatics have found out about this week, is 715 502 9773. Found out this week, though, that it cuts you off after three minutes, which is a godsend. Uh, if you have <laughs> Skype, you can also leave us a voicemail that way by using WDT Torgo. Uh, don't forget to look for us on Facebook. Do a search for PS Nation Podcast. Look for us on Twitter at twitter.com slash PS3 Nation, all is one word. And don't forget, furiousgamer.com. You go there, you can listen to some very cool gaming podcasts being streamed live over the internet. Well, not live, I guess. Just the latest (laughs) show every week. Yeah, it's not live. It's not like we're doing it now or something. Uh, But also, if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch... 99 cents at the app store gets you the Furious Gamer application and you can listen to those shows on the go so it's
0: pretty badass and you don't need to use up your valuable hard drive space with podcasts
1: exactly you don't have to worry about downloading them and waiting for them to download etc etc even if you have just Edge Network it'll it'll come down fine it's pretty sweet Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I I was just told by Stuart to shut up because I gave him crap about getting his first platinum Uh, he was like I got my first platinum in Assassin's Creed 2 tonight so I called him a nerd
0: <laughs> wow. He should have put a platinum in his own game and put it in that one. <laughs> we love you, Stuart.
1: <laughs> so alright Mark, well uh, why don't you do your uh your, your quick job here tonight?
0: Uh the only crap that's coming out next week is Guitar Hero Van Halen for uh, PS3 and PS2. The game that they couldn't even give away. Yeah, forget that. Ugh. I think it's officially the end of the year. Is there. I don't think. The only notable title that's not even PlayStation based that I think is coming out before the end of the year is that Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Crystal Bearers for Wii, because it comes out like the day after Christmas.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I think everything's done until. I think everything's done until January now.
0: Until like, what, January 4th or something for Bayonetta? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, snap. Hopefully Sony fixes Mm it. Yeah, I doubt it's going to happen by January 4th.
1: Yeah, me too, but what do you know? Well, who knows. Which means, if you buy the PS3 version, hold on to it for two months until you play it. Kind of like I did with Brutal Legend. There you go. Did you ever play (laughs) it? Not even on purpose. It's still in the wrap. I feel so bad.
0: Wow. Okay, that'll be your running gag, and uh, Borderlands will be mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny. We use Google Docs to do our agenda thing now, and... uh, I put in I, I filled it out today and I said review of borderlands and I put a question mark and
0: <laughs> I went and looked at it later it was
1: all of a sudden deleted I don't know why
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had intentions uh, and oats oats god bless him has try, been trying to get me to play it with him but I haven't had time we we're gone Sunday night
1: the road to hell is paved with good intentions
2: oak
1: oakaley oakley there all right, well, uh, some, some very interesting news this week. Uh, actually, I'll just start off by one that I heard. Uh, with all the stuff coming out on the PSN uh, t- tomorrow, well, today when you're listening to it, uh, Thursday and also next week, uh, one thing that's coming out tomorrow that hasn't really been published yet is we're getting the English uh, version of the Metal Gear Peace Walker demo on Thursday. Really? Yep. Woo! Yeah, so unless things change, that's supposed to be. Yeah, that's supposed to be on the uh, 17th there. Yeah, it's cool. supposed to be on the uh, 17th there, Nami. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, All uh, first one. Yeah, I know it was weak. I, I haven't had enough wine yet. I'm drinking wine tonight. I'm very, drinking beer. We uh, were cosmopolitan of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Merry why don't you take the first Christmas. one, big shooter? Yeah, Merry fucking right. Christmas to you.
0: Yeah, that's that's my ass point for the week. Merry fucking Christmas! All right, uh, a game we have not heard about for a very long time is possibly, maybe, almost certainly coming out on PSN next week. Battle Fantasia hey. from Access Games. This is that three uh, D that plays like a two D fighter from the guys who made Guilty Gear. Every uh, it had all those kind of storybook characters with like the knights and the pirate and the big ogre thing, I don't know. Right. Uh I I remember playing the demo way back when and actually it was kind of fun. It wasn't really, I don't it's know, a, it seemed it's like a fairly neat game I would Yeah, it was a basic fighter. The visuals were good but not super great. Well, I think they no were price, good back though. then, but the problem is yeah, now. We've now, seen games like Blaze Blue and blah blah blah. Yeah. And, you know, well, I mean, this one's blah, 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 it. It, it kind of goes for that sketched look in 3D, or that like a hand-drawn right. look. The character models aren't quite good enough to pull it off, but it came out on 360 on disc here, either right. earlier this year or late last year. And I think it kind of bombed. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still on a fighting game kick. Um, and since Blue and King of Fighters 12 and Tekken 6 didn't really hold my interest, maybe this one will.
1: I don't think it'll hold your interest for a long time, but I think it's kind of cool because it's more oriented. Ah, story-oriented. Yeah, story-oriented.
0: Story-oriented. That's wine. a new word. It's... Okay, that's, we're going to it now on. Story-oriented.
1: <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> um... I, I, it, it seems like it's actually got, got kind of a strong single player story, and I think that's kind of the appeal of the game. Yeah, uh, I remember having yeah, to like the visuals are good.
0: Hit the button through a mountain of Japanese text in the Japanese demo.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so. it, it no really price, depends though. on what they price it at. Yeah, thirty bucks, I'll
0: scary. buy it. Forty, yeah. maybe I'll shoot access an email and see if we can get a review copy.
1: Ooh, well, we'll have to see about that. So yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get that. It's kind of cool. It, it fell off the radar for quite a while and. Yeah, we got it back. So this next one, I am really, really happy about um, because this is actually one of the funnest things about the game. Uh, Sony reveals the SingStar viewer application for the PS3. So now you don't have to own SingStar to check out all the fun little. uh, Nice. I think it's all the yeah. So I'll just read this a little bit. Uh, Sony released. uh, Sony recently unveiled a PS3 application which offers a great deal of social networking capabilities to the karaoke games players. Titled SingStar Viewer, the app which appears under the games folder of the XMB allows users to browse and purchase songs from the Sing Store, as well as view and vote on videos, photos, and profiles uploaded by members of the My Star online community. That's the best part about it because yeah. When I first got this game, I didn't play it for like the first 2 days. I just sat online and watched all the videos of people doing their little music videos. I mean, there's they some are outstanding awesome, stuff. Yeah. So, uh I don't know if they gave... They said over the next coming weeks or over the, over the next few weeks, it'll be out. So I'm uh, really looking forward to that. It looks... It, it, it's kind of cool because it, it's got essentially the same interface as the SingStar store, which is kind of what the PSN store is based on now. Uh, so very similar in interface. Really easy to get around, but I'm telling you, to grab these videos... And the videos come down really fast when you're in the game, so I would assume it's going to be the same here, but I'm telling you, there's even a video of uh, Gem unless he took it down. There was a couple of uh, of videos of Jem, like, just singing into the mic staring at the screen. (laughs) my God. I'm from the future. I'm Governor PlayStation. All right, you get the next one.
0: PSN Digital Comics launched today, which is probably a couple days ago, if you're listening to this now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is for the PSP, of course, with PSP Firmware 6.20 which included the Digital Comics Reader application that's accessible under the Extras icon on the XMB. You can now download all your favorite comics, not really all of them, but you can hit up the PlayStation blog and see the launch list. There's actually some good stuff in here. Lots and lots of Marvel stuff, but I was a little surprised to see like G.I. Joe in there, especially the classic yeah. stuff, because I was a big G.I. Joe comic fan.
1: Well, Plus Daisy Duck. I mean, come on, that's all you need.
0: And Scrooge McDuck. Now, screw McDuck I'm all right with. <laughs> yeah. And Drunken Gamers Radio should be happy to see Zombies versus Robots in there.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I hear they like Zombies every now and then, even though they didn't name their site you know, zombiepanic.com or anything. <laughs> that would make too much sense. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and nobody knows what we're talking about. All right. I know. There you go. Go get some comics, peeps.
1: Yeah, nerds. Just kidding. I, I have comics, too. All right, the next one. Uh, they put this up on the PlayStation blog, but uh, hey, do you not have $100, but you still want the God of War 3 Ultimate Edition? Yes. Really? You do? Well, you have a chance to win a, an actual Ultimate Edition of God of War 3 when it comes out. Uh, so what they're going to do is you have to submit a video telling about uh, how much of an insane fan of God of War you are. Uh, And they said, remember, be creative on this video. At the end of the contest, the development team will select the top 20 submissions to be included within the ending credits of God of War Unearthing the Legend, a full-length movie documentary depicting the history of God of War franchise. All the selected winners will also ah, receive a copy of God of War 3 Ultimate Edition, signed by the development team. So there you go. Wow. Uh, Get out the uh, PlayStation blog. We'll have the the link here in the show notes but get out to the ps blog and check out the details and uh fire up those video cameras whatever you got webcams video cameras
3: fisher uh, cam, price because you know yeah, cam.
1: <laughs> i want god of war eh? a <laughs> <laughs> that's all was pretty, pretty cool much from canada yeah it's pretty bad i want this
0: i'm just gonna yeah, take the hundred dollar but... route though
1: I, I i pre-bought mine already i haven't yet i so... need money yeah, well, I haven't paid it off yet, but I went and pre-bought
0: it. Uh, also, yeah, I want to get it from wait, Amazon last... cuz I like the bonus better. And I need all the money for it.
1: Well, oh, that's right. The bonus from there is like a costume, right? Or like a
0: It's a it's a different it's, costume than GameStop's got, but I like it better. I'm sure like these costumes are going to be available as DLC later oh, on. Yeah. So it's not like it really matters. I don't know. I may just end up going to GameStop and pre-ordering it so I don't have to scrounge up 100 bucks right now.
1: I yeah, I it, I had a, a $25 gift card for GameStop, so I just went there and did it. What the hell? All right, This last one you sent me, and uh, who, who sent it to us? Mr. Nep?
0: Mr. Nep. Yep.
1: Yeah, so tell oh, us about Am I going to read one. it
0: or are you going to read it? Okay. Uh, yeah. A small company by the name of Rockin' Android has revealed that they're going to be porting a few shmups to PSN. Uh, right now, they kind of focus on Dojin's shmups for PC. Uh, kind of like a lot of 3D and 2D kind of like intermingled stuff. Um, you can right. check out all of their stuff at rockinandroid.com, I believe is their website. Uh, I believe they But right. they said they'd completed a contract with Sony and they're porting a few of the games to PS3 that will eventually be able to download on the PlayStation Network. And he yet. said that that includes Acceleration of Suguri and another one called Gundem- Gundemion. <laughs> Demium? <laughs> Demonium? Gundemonium. Okay. Gundemonium. There you go. I fail at words. <laughs> so, yeah, so, there's it's pretty a couple cool. videos on
1: YouTube of these games, too. So,
0: yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And I shot them an email today to see if they'd ever be interested in coming on the show to talk about them. But they do have their own podcast, too. And uh, right. they re- recently released episode three. And they actually had people from two of my favorite websites, Hardcore Gaming and Racket Boy, on there. So,. Give it a listen. Uh It's kind of cool. All right.
1: Uh, One more news item that I I totally forgot to put in the agenda. We got the uh, press release today, and I've seen it on one site so far. Uh, There's a new Transformers game coming out. I don't know who's developing it, so I'm going to still say it could be good. (laughs) I
0: went to the... Ooh. I forgot who is developing it.
1: I don't... Well, I mean, I know who's who's, uh, uh, publishing it, and that's Activision, which scares me. Yeah. But uh, basically... The the press release reads, Transformers War for Cybertron explores a brand new pivotal chapter in the Transformers lore. So this is all going to happen on Cybertron, which is pretty badass. Uh, but they're talking about all new visualizations, blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah. Uh, There's a teaser out there showing Optimus Prime. Oh, actually really? showing a lot of stuff. The teaser is actually really fucking cool and gets me excited. Uh, if you ever read any of the Transformers comics when... Oh, uh, crap, I cannot remember what... The one company had the comic license a few years ago and then went under, I think it was Dreamwave, unless they got it later. But they had a a couple miniseries called The War Within, which was all like Mm. pre-cartoon stuff. So it was like all the Transformers on Cybertron, like way before any of the stuff that happened in the cartoon. So it was actually really cool. And like the designs of the characters were awesome. And this is kind of going off and doing its own thing, but... It, it's just kind of the same concept. So you get to see them, like, as they still transform into vehicles and they look vaguely truck and plane like, but they're right, alien, right. so it's different. But it, sh- it could be cool. <laughs> I'm hoping.
1: <laughs> but if they're not flying cars, they're not from the future. So anyway, yeah, okay, I, 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 I just saw this. So I was like, oh, this, who knows? Maybe they've learned. From, I mean, the last game wasn't bad by any means, it was better than some of the other ones I've played, but it just. It it didn't do it for me, but uh, this actually sounds pretty cool, so I'll I'll maybe put the the, the press release up on the website, and people can check it out. But you can uh, go to the website, uh, their website, which is uh, transformersgame.com and uh, check out the teaser there. So, yeah, I'll throw the press release up on our site, so people can check it out. But pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they don't screw it up. That'd That'd be very nice. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, well. So, uh, What have you uh, been playing this last week?
0: Uh, a little bit. Um, most notably... I was really hoping he'd say St. Elmo's Fire in there, but he didn't. Um, We'll have it at the break. How about that? Yeah, there you go. I I did indeed play the uh, Dante's Inferno, a.k.a. St. Elmo's Fire demo. As did I. Oh, saying this is a God of War ripoff is quite an understatement. Yeah. They... Very, uh... (laughs) I hear some of the same people worked on it that worked on the original God of War and that's fine right. it shows but they could not have ripped I mean I-, I saw people like on forums saying well who cares if it's the same as God of war it's like saying you know one sports game rips off another or anything but okay the controls are the same the camera angles are the same the fucking life replenisher is glowing green like it does in God of War. You have to like watch him strain instead of like straining to open a box. He's like sticks his hand into something and like strains to like absorb the energy. I mean it is straight up God of War. (laughs) There's no doubt. Now that said, it's still fun. You know, it's ripping off a great game and it still plays pretty good. I was kind
1: of average with it. I, I was playing it. I'm like, all right, sure, yeah, but the problem is that you know I've been playing the God of War uh, uh, collection also as well, and I mean it looks great. I mean, it's locked at 60 frames per second. Uh, the the digital lens guys or the lens of, lens of truth guys actually uh, took a look at it and they said literally it's locked at 60 frames per second. But yeah. from what I've heard for the for the full game that because of them locking in at 60, they're going to actually sacrifice some things. Like, you're only going to have so many enemies on the screen at once, uh, some mm-hmm. of the textures are going to look a little more bland than usual, that kind of thing. So there is a trade-off with their engine, but, you know, I played it, It was and smooth. I think you were the one that tweeted about it, though, where you Kent, you said, I don't know if this is so over-the-top that I'm supposed to take it seriously or not, and I, yeah. I felt the same
0: way. And, and our buddy Nabashin I- was actually the first one to say that, and... There's something about it, like, I can't tell. Okay, the source material, Dante's Inferno, is a pretty serious piece of literature. So, to base a game off, it already seems a little odd. But then the way it's presented, I mean, it opens with the dude sewing a cross into his chest. Like, he's so hardcore, but... (laughs) And this is where, and you know, like, they keep quoting the, the story and like, you know, this dark, ominous voice and... It, it just comes off as goofy. Not goffy, but goofy. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you're actually supposed to take it seriously or not. Is it, I kind of look at it like it's be trying to be so hard to be like so over the top and so more extreme than God of War is that it, yeah. it's like a self-parody. I, I honestly don't know for sure if that's the case.
1: I, I think it also suffers from some of the things that weren't that good about God of War 1 and that was... Like when you're fighting uh, that that first kind of battle, it, it was impossible to get close enough to the goddamn beast to even hit it because yeah. if it would hit you, it would either knock you down so bad that you couldn't get up for a few few seconds, or it would knock you so far away that it was almost like there was a, an invisible shield around it.
0: And well, you basically have to hug the block button like you do a ninja guide in.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was it was that kind of thing where it was kind of getting annoying. I thought the magic stuff was interesting. It was an interesting twist on it, but you know, of course, they're big. Their big hook is you can choose to either punish or absolve your
0: enemies. That was just so ridiculous, too. Yeah, I don't
4: okay, know. Okay, and
0: what does so, the combo counter say? Doesn't it say, like, number saved? Like, the yeah, souls you've yeah. saved? I mean, come yeah. on. There's no way I can take this game seriously, even if it's supposed to be.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting. I... I mean, and it's funny because some people were getting onto the sh- on the shelf box and VG were like, "Oh man, this game's awesome! This is totally, this is totally got me hooked!" and blah blah blah. I'm like, "Really? I I just didn't but see I, much of it." And and
0: I thought it was what? ridiculous, but I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I played it on normal, and I thought it, like, I had this problem with the original God of War 2 a little bit, where it seems like after a while, enemies take way too many hits to kill, and you're just yeah. like stuck slamming the buttons forever. And it felt like that in a lot of places. Like there were just sequences that went on way too long in my opinion. But I, I still had a lot of fun with it. I actually as goofy as like the marrying of an action game with the subject matter is, I like the visuals. I think I actually like the visuals and the like the just the theme, you know, going through hell oh, and sure, everything sure. a little better than what God of War does. But that doesn't mean I like it better than God of War.
1: See, but to me it seems like the visuals look a little bit too clean for what they're supposed to look like.
0: Everything's too Well smooth. we've only seen like we've barely seen him go into hell, you know, if you watch the trailer well, I understand there's a whole that. bunch of cool stuff.
1: I understand that. I and, don't I, know. and I that's actually kind of the only thing that really interests me is to see their interpretation visually of, you know, the different layers of hell. And yeah. that would get me to play the game. In in terms of me wanting to go buy this game, I really don't want to because I've got the God of War collection no. and I've got God of War Three coming out in March. I, I have other games to play, and I don't. I just don't see time that I can set aside for this one. And
0: I don't know. Oh it's no! I will rent it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love that. it. Yeah. yeah, I I'm gonna bug EA for a review copy, but I don't know if we'll get one. But yeah, I, it, I wouldn't buy this. I would wait for. It still like, surprises okay. me
1: that you know they went so far to get the timed exclusive for the demo and everything for a game that. I mean, just quite literally is a direct competition for God of War. Well, no, that's why
0: I think PS3 got the timed exclusive and is getting the sole limited edition. I think they're only doing that to try to drum up interest because they know it's just going to get trampled by God of War when it comes out.
1: Well, that's true. So they're
0: trying to pump it up as much as they can. I mean, Xbox, I think it is going to do fine. I've seen a lot of people saying that Xbox users will get the God of War that they can't have.
1: Right, and oh, so well, it's gonna very, sell yeah. way better on 360.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. But you know what? Like next year is the year of the action game. You've got Bayonetta, you've got this, you've got Dark Siders, you've got God of War, you've got the new Castlevania, which is another God of War ripoff. Or seems yeah, like definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot to choose from, and. I, would, I mean, I enjoyed the demo for what it was, but I was not that impressed. Although, I gotta say, the cutscenes were fucking beautiful. And boobs. I loved them. Um,
1: yeah, those, that animation was really, really good.
0: I mean, you even saw, like, the hairs sticking out of, like, a person's, like, the, the woman's skin on her face. It yeah. was real crazy.
1: But, yeah, no, the in game
0: graphics were all clean. Was really good. Yeah, in game, they were clean, but, yeah, they weren't that great looking.
1: Yeah, just, it just. I, I think that kind of just turned me off a little bit. I mean, it, it obviously looks better than God of War 1 and 2 in the collection, but it, compared to some other action games that we've seen, like the Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 and that kind of thing, it just, it looked for what it was supposed to look like, you would think, you know, real gritty, real dirty, it's hell, even if you're at the top level or whatever, it still just seemed a little bit too shiny to me, or not shiny, but just clean, where smooth, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Anyway... Moving on. (laughs) Hmm.
0: Moving on. Uh, NIS sent us a preview disc for Sakura Wars, the game we interviewed them for last week, and I got to play a little (laughs) bit of it. Didn't have a whole lot of time, unfortunately. So, after playing for. God, I don't even know. Like, I think it was at least an hour. I finally got to the first battle scene. Otherwise, it was all dialogue (laughs) and running around. Oh, God. So, I don't think you're going to like this game. So it's like Kingdom Hearts 2, you're saying? Oh no. Kinda. And, uh, like, (laughs) I hate to say it, but I think my tolerance for JRPG dialogue is actually diminishing. Mostly after playing, like, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, which are really well written and have really well done dialogue. I'm not saying it's bad, but in a lot of JRPGs, it seems to take them a long time to say anything. And this one... While it's well done, so far it doesn't seem a whole lot different than that. I'm not trying to knock it, because they actually do some cool stuff with the dialogue. Like they were saying in the interview, you've got choices in a lot of parts where the little meter is going around your dialogue window, and you have to quick pick one of the choices to keep it going. And it's actually pretty cool. And the the, the responses are actually pretty funny. The game is just goofy in itself. The, the gist of the story is you are... A Japanese cadet, you're 19, graduating from the military academy, and your uncle sends you to New York in the, the 1920s to lead this like, battle corp of girls who like drive these mechs and try to uphold justice and peace in the city. And th- the thing is, though, th- this is the part you're going to love. Um, this is all under the cover of them being a musical theater troupe.
5: Oh, Jesus!
0: (laughs) I'm not even kidding. So, (laughs) by day, they are putting on musicals, and by night, they are an all star mech fighting team.
1: Okay, that's pretty badass. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah So like the dialogue is pretty good And it's funny And it, there's just a lot of it to wade through Before you even get into the game Like I actually saved it right at the first battle So I'm still going through this tutorial Because it was like quarter to twelve And I was so tired I'm like I gotta go to work tomorrow I gotta turn this off for now So I'll be playing some <laughs> more of that But uh, I've been cool. playing with the English dialogue And it's. Act- I think it's actually pretty well done so far The artwork is great Everything looks really nice and crisp it like it's mostly still images and talking heads but what's done is good but there actually are a lot of anime sequences even just in the beginning to illustrate stuff and they are like fantastically done they're like gorgeous so this is nice. definitely going to be one to watch out for i know march is already gonna be a packed month but yeah. if you're into this kind of stuff i don't think you should ignore this so i'll Go do on. a full-fledged preview next week okay yeah uh, well, hopefully i'll see. get to other see it this weekend have- too yeah, definitely. Other than that, I played lots of uh, Pixel Junk Shooter, uh, but we'll be reviewing that. Uh, more NBA. Mass Effect and Dragon Age on PC, and I think that was kind of it. I downloaded all a couple right. Japanese demos. Oh, I downloaded the Japanese demo for Wizardry, and it's all in Japanese text, of course, so I can't play it. But <laughs> well, it's got some nice art. <laughs> You know what's wow. funny in my in my well, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say uh, you would think that you know a, a role playing game demo that you get from Japan would be in English, but wow.
0: Yeah, I know. I just wanted to see it because I, I didn't even know they put it up there, and yeah, I checked it out. But I, I was gonna say in my review of Class of Heroes, that Atlas PSP game that came out, I actually described sure. it as like anime crossed with wizardry, and ironically enough, the studio that made of Heroes made the new Wizardry
5: <laughs> so
0: there yeah, you go cool. yeah I all actually right. kind of hope that one comes here I highly doubt it because Wizardry is basically it's not a text based RPG but you've got still images and like 3D dungeons so there's a lot of text they're going to need to translate because every like all the action is text based you know like so and so attacks and rolls a 3 or whatever I, I don't think this one will be coming here but it'd be nice.
1: Eh, you never know. There's other stuff that yeah. came over that we never thought would. That is like true. 3D Game Heroes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so oh. me, I, I really didn't play a lot, but I, well, I played a lot, but not a lot of different games. Uh, of course, started off with some Modern Warfare 2, and yeah. I uttered some really interesting words last night uh, while I was playing it, and I uh, said, quote, I think I want to go back to Killzone 2. Hmm. Um, I'm still... Well, I mean, there's still glitches. Uh, COD 4 definitely came out a lot more stable than this one did. Uh, I'm still having fun with it, but I'm not engrossed in it like I was for COD 4 or with Killzone 2. And I just... I don't know. I I haven't gone back to actually finish the single player yet, and I I just don't feel compelled to do that. I still think it's good. I just don't think it's game of the year material, you know what I mean? it's, It's... it's good. It's. Just, I it just doesn't really. It doesn't really live up to my expectations for. I don't know what it is. I, I'll play it more. I'm up to level forty now or something. I got the M16 last night, so maybe things will change now. I don't know. I
0: have yet to play the multiplayer.
1: That's wonderful. Um, What else did I play? Well, a bunch of junk Shooter, which we'll be talking about, played a buttload of uh, Gravity Crash, which, uh, if everything goes right, you guys should be hearing the music from the game all the way throughout this episode. Uh, uh, Stuart was... Either that, or we're just going to loop St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, exactly. One of the two. Yeah, so, playing a lot of Gravity Crash, and like I said, if, if... if we're lucky, and everything came through correctly, because i got to try it after we uh, record this episode, uh, Stuart is actually getting us the full soundtrack for the game done by Cold Storage. So if everything went right, you should be hearing that music behind the episode this week. And uh, if you like it, grab the game. I mean, this music's all the way throughout that game, and it's uh, pretty goddamn badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, also played some a little bit of Warhawk. I don't know why, but I just hopped on Warhawk the other night, played that for about an hour uh, played a little bit of Killzone 2, actually. Not a lot, but I played a little bit just because I wanted to do a comparison. Played some, uh, some Battlefield 2 on the PC. Played a bunch of the Battlefield Bad Company 2 beta, which is ending on the 21st. Say it ain't so, yay! Uh, that is so badass. For you guys that aren't really? in the beta, trust me, Shit. this game is going to be yet. freaking awesome. Yeah, it is is going to be awesome. We have... You have to be on a good squad, though. You have to be on a squad of people that you know. And if you do that, and if if you have a decent team, you can hold your own. And It's only one map, but we have had just an awesome time with it. Uh, We played one round. I think they're 30 minutes. We played one round where I don't think I died for 15 minutes. We just kept dominating. So, absolutely loving it. And really, I think that's one of my few surprises of 2010 already, is that Battlefield Band Company 2, if they stick with the formula of the beta, that game is going to be freaking awesome. Uh, so played a lot of that. Uh, no more Mag Beta. Uh, let's see. Played a little bit of Critter Crunch. I, I got a couple more things done. Nothing great. Um, is that it? Oh, some Soul Calm confrontation, but only a couple rounds to check out the new uh, patch. And uh, yeah, and then we got all those voicemails.
0: Did you buy my Magic <laughs> Clash of Heroes yet?
1: No, they were out of it. I went to Best Buy by where I live, and they were out. So I did not buy. Epic it. fail. Not on my part, on Best Buy's part. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I watched some movies. I watched uh, I Got Inglourious Bastards, uh, The Hangover, Star Trek, and... Woo, Star Trek.
0: Another movie on Blu-ray, yeah. What was the other movie? We, we've we actually <laughs> been watching uh, Star Trek Season 1 on Blu-ray.
1: Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, also on the PSP, played. I've still been playing that high-velocity bowling table on uh, pinball heroes i've just been playing the hell out of that like every waking moment ah, pop psp blip 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 hmm. blip, blip nothing else in psp lately just that goddamn high velocity bowling table because i'm trying to get a higher score uh and also oh. as of today omni Law still has not beaten my score he thought Ooh. i said something else and i went and checked it and i'm still beating his ass so yeah take that bitch <laughs> that's <laughs> <Giggity>. hot <laughs> that is hot so yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, just sticking around with the uh, video capture stuff and uh, doing some other stuff for the website. You know, wrote up my heavy- Oh, and then the heavy rain uh, preview disc, which we'll be talking about in a minute. So that's about Rock. it. Well, we'll take a break. So Mar- Mark can go pee, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Game of the Year stuff and
0: our reviews and previews and stuff. Yes. And during the break, enjoy the '80s stylings of John Parr.
1: You know one thing I can do? I can feel San Elmo's fire burning in me. That's just a <laughs> yeast infection. Uh-oh, I better go have that checked. <laughs> uh, that's just the man trying to get me to use the overpriced healthcare. Oh, all right. Well, uh, before Mark had to pee, uh, we, we had talked about um, doing some voting and everything. We didn't do this last year. We kind of skipped it last year. But we're going to do some Game of the Year awards this year. And we're just putting everything together at the moment. So we've got some categories and everything. But what the plan is... It's hopefully in about a week or two, we're going to get everything posted either on the psnation.org website, if we can get that done, or they'll go over on the forums over at VGEVO for everybody to vote. So for all of our listeners to go and vote on what they want for each of these categories. So right now, with the categories we have, and this could change, but the categories we have so far are Best PSP Game, Best Graphics, Best Action Adventure, uh, Best Sports Game, Best RPG, Best Shooter. Best fighting game, best puzzle game, best online multiplayer, best PSN title, and, of course, game of the year. So uh, we're just kind of filling things in right now. Mark and I need to discuss you know, what we want in, in each of the categories, uh, what we think we is probably argue. the best ones out of... I, 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 exactly. We need to argue and throw a whiskey bottle at each other, and whoever's still standing at the end of that mm-hmm. melee will be able to make the final decision. Uh, if both of us are knocked out, then we have uh, sack races every consecutive Sunday until a winner emerges. So, <laughs> we'll let everybody know. We'll keep it on Twitter, but uh, hopefully, you know, like within a week or something, we'll get something posted, and everybody can go vote. Uh, we're gonna try to do it on our website, so you don't have to create an account to do it. And you know, because everybody always complains, I don't want to, I don't want to register for forums to vote. Blah blah blah. So, we'll uh, we'll try to get it there, but we'll have to see. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, that that should be pretty fun, though. It was fun the first mm-hmm. time we did it. <laughs> well, you don't even you've never even done it on the show, have you?
0: Yeah, I did it the first year, I think. Did you? Oh. I don't think you did. Maybe. No. I don't know.
1: I don't think you did. No, you didn't, because we'd already had them... I don't know. Whatever. I'm old. I can't remember things. So... (laughs) All right. Well, we already have the... Or I already have uh, my end of it written. Uh, Mark has not even gotten his hands on this disc yet. He'll get it this... It's going to be like Christmas for you this weekend. I mean, you're getting so much shit this weekend. But uh, heavy rain, uh, we got a preview disc. Basically, it's the first full chapter of the game, it's got little mini chapters in it, but it's basically the first section of the game. Uh, and this is a preview build, so uh, they've already said that there are going to be visual improvements, you know, uh, frame rate cleanups, that kind of thing. So it's it's work in progress that we played, and that's why we weren't, we weren't allowed to take any video or snapshots of this build. We found out, so this kind of sucks, but that's all right because I really wasn't ready to, the vi- to do the video yet, anyway. So I'll kind of just skim over what I wrote. I actually wrote quite a bit on our website about it, but uh, you know, I, I personally I was never really that enthused to try this game when I heard about it. I never really played Indigo Prophecy. I went and watched some YouTube videos of it, and I thought it was you know kind of a cool interactive storyline type thing, but it it just really wasn't my speed. So it showed up, and I'm like, oh, I'll I'll play it for a couple days, and then I'll get it to Mark or something. You know, we'd seen it played at E three and I I still I was pretty impressed with how it looked and everything, but I just I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I'm gonna wanna play it. Yeah, and then I played it, and I will the first thing that comes to mind is the story has completely got me hooked. Where I was honestly disappointed when the disc ended. So disappointed Mm. that I kept I played the last chapter three times because I thought I was doing something wrong. And I'm like, Why can't I go on to the next chapter? I, I, it was oh, uh. it was bothering me that I couldn't get on to the next chapter. So the story is so well written and it gets your it gets its hooks into you. And I I, I really I'm enjoying the story so far.
0: Wait, uh, what's visually, the word you made up before? What did I,
1: What did I make up before? See, I'm half in the bag already.
0: <laughs> oh, Shit,
1: <laughs> I don't know. You, you're supposed to write that shit down, man. Wah 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 wah. Wah wah wah. Oh wait, I got that I got that queued up this <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Figure
1: Figured out later. Uh, no, it, the story is phenomenal. Uh, visually, it is that damn good. Uh, it was kind of funny, a site in, I want to say Russia, broke the embargo. So they put a bunch of screenshots up and everybody on NeoGAF is just losing their shit. They're like, are you kidding me? Uh, it looks that good. And actually, I think it looks huh. better in the screenshots again animation is is really good most of the way uh you know when you're walking every now and then because you're controlling the character some of it looks a little you know a little weird but overall i think it's really a good good looking game and 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 you're met right away in the game with this loading screen of whenever you're going on to a a small chapter that involves one of the four main characters and there's four main characters in the in this game and you, you go to the first one and it's the load screen's a close-up of the of this character's face. And it's so detailed, it's like you're looking right at a real person. I mean, you can see the pores hmm. in their nose. Just the eyes are actually done correctly. Wow. I mean, it, it doesn't have so that they're not too glassy look.
0: like Uncharted 2?
1: They're not too glassy. The pupils actually dilate everything. I mean, it's all these little tiny touches that just freak you out when you finally realize, I'm looking at a game. Uh, hmm. The first level is actually a tutorial. And I'm not giving anyone anything away because when they talked to David Cage, that was in an interview, this is a tutorial. So it, it it's kind of mundane at first. You're, you're kind of going, oh, come on, let's just get through this. But what you're doing is you're learning the controls. And once you learn the, these contextual controls where in certain situations like R1 is your right hand, L1 is your left hand, that kind of thing, when you start using these controls, you start figuring out that, oh, my God, this actually makes sense. Hmm. So it, it's... It, you might get turned off at first in the first five minutes, but then when you start going through it, you're like, oh, okay, I get it now, I get it now. And once you get the control, you can... I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a bunch of QuickTime events. Yes and no. It, it It's definitely an evolution of what a QuickTime event would have been because, again, it's all contextual. It's all what's happening in the situation. Unlike QuickTime events, like let's say you're in a fight because there's a couple of pretty big fights in this, in this preview, you can actually miss a button press... And that just branches the fight away from where you would have gone before, so it'll be a little huh. bit harder for you to come back, or you'll get your ass knocked out and the guy'll run off. Uh, you know, you've seen the videos out there of the convenience store where where you're playing as the detective, and there's so many different ways to play through this one level. Uh, I know that I think it was Totillo said he went through it five different ways, and hmm. you can do it from one extreme in terms of just peeking around the corner while this robbery's going on, and and. You know, the clerk gets shot. To the other extreme, where you walk out and you talk the guy out of getting out of the convenience store and walking away, and no, you know what happens because of that, you'll get a different kind of ending to the chapter. You'll either get information or whatever will happen. So it's not just you know start at point A, get to point B, but you have all this stuff in the middle. You'll start at A, but you could end at point B, C, D, E, or F, and. That's kind of the evolution here, in, in just not the storyline and, and and the events and how you control everything. It's it's all part of this of the storytelling mechanic that they've built into this, and it all kind of mends together. It's really interesting how they've done it, and this is the only reason I really wish, or not the only reason. This is the biggest reason I wish I w- I could have gotten this disc down to you sooner, so that we could talk about it more. So I think what we're going to do is maybe I'll, I'll talk a little bit this week, and we'll talk more next week on it, but. Okay. It, I'm surprised that I that I played through as much as I did because I honestly wasn't that in, in, thrilled with this game when I when I even saw it at E3. I thought it was impressive looking, but it didn't look like a game I would play. And each of the four characters actually plays very differently. Uh, one guy is a father of two. You know, he's an architect. Uh, the woman you really don't get to know too much about in, in the preview. Uh, you've also got the the middle aged overweight private detective that you find some stuff out and you've also got the FBI agent uh, who actually gets these cool glasses you put on and he puts his glove on and uh, you can hit uh, I think it's R2 or something and that sets off this little circle that goes out around you and it and it sees evidence. So then you can go up to the evidence and actually uh, uh, analyze it and the glasses actually help you do that. But the glasses also have all these other holographic things built into it that you find out later where it's almost like a Minority Report to a certain extent where this big display comes up in front of him and he interacts with it. Oh. Uh, you're sitting there waiting for somebody here at the police station. You're sitting in a chair waiting and he pulls up this thing and he goes through this little menu and all of a sudden this big brick wall shows up in front of him and there's this virtual ball in his hand and you hit the button and you throw the ball against the wall. So oh. it's all this... I mean, you're, you're, you're basically living these people's lives to a certain extent. It doesn't jump cut to something that's going on it, it it's all completely an interactive story but way different than an interactive story you played in the past it, it's it's a lot more immersive and it really pulls you into the story the other thing I'll say about it and I'm I'm not going to go too much farther until you and you've played this but the other thing about it is hmm. there are some big what the fuck moments in this game so far i mean it screws with your head completely Interesting. and I love those parts. I mean, it really screws with your head, like that in our a game changer? scarecrow thing. <laughs> Is it a game changer? Uh, no, it's a great mechanic. What they've done, uh, they've they've really done a great job at uh, at pulling you into the story and then just turning it around on you a little bit, where you're actually it's not like lost because it still kind of <laughs> makes sense. Oh, then I'm not interested but, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, you get the you get these weird story fragments that you're like, what, what, what the hell just happened? So you'll see what I mean when you when you play it, Mark, and we'll talk hmm. about it more next week. But uh, you know, if you want, go out to psnation.org. Uh, we've got the preview out there, and uh, check that part out. And I think we'll talk about it more next week. I think we can get a little more in depth. Um, yeah. But yeah, the man, the audio is so good too. Uh, it's it's not raining all the time in the game like you would think. But when it is... Can't rain it, all the time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it, but just the ambient sounds, uh, there's this scene in a mall where you're looking for your son, where he gets lost, and the frantic pace and, and what's going on in that mall and the, and the uh, mechanics they use to make it even seem more tense where you can't find your son. It's it's Seriously, they've, they've used a lot of movie tricks in this game. To, to bring apart, bring upon certain emotions. Like, things get really uh. tense, you actually care about the characters. So it, it's pretty cool how they've done it, and and I've become a believer to a certain extent. I, I want to see more of the game. I want to get farther along in it. Uh, obviously, we couldn't because of the way the, the preview disc stops at a certain point, but, uh, you know, I got about, I think about three or four hours out of it, and I, I'm serious. I'm so hooked on the story. I want to see what's happening. I want to see what's going to happen next. I want to be a part of it, so... Hmm. I'm a I'm a believer so far. I I am still not sold 100%, but I, it's it's got its hooks in me.
0: All right. Well, I'll play all it right. after this weekend and see if it's that good or if it's all just high! <laughs>
5: what the-
0: Much anticipated game Fat Princess.
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: what the fuck? <laughs> who made did Sam do that yeah he's fucking I've been waiting to
0: use that for like two weeks fuck
1: I'm trying not to hype
0: it because like I said I'm I'm still not sold I know it was as close as I could get because I didn't think I could get you talking about Mag this episode (laughs) you son of a bitch Sam
1: you know it's funny you bring Mag up I'm still really hyped for it but Battlefield Bad Company 2 is actually kind of pulling me away from a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck <her. laughs> Go fuck yourself. God <laughs> oh, I hate you. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> Sam is a dead man. You better not come to MGC, man. You're dead. You dead. Your family dead. Thanks, Your pet dead. Two. Asshole. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get some of that later on. We got some pretty funny voicemails. <laughs> Uh, Alright, well our buddy Zavari uh, did the Beaterator review a few weeks ago and uh, I think pretty much everyone universally just loved it I, It was just awesome So uh, I talked to him and uh, he, we're going to start a new feature on the show and he's going to try to really focus on PSP Mini's titles uh, He might you know, he might do another PSP title here and there or whatever but uh, he's going to try to focus on, on Mini's titles so far and uh, <laughs> we've decided to call this On the Crapper because where else do you play your PSP? So, uh, this week, <laughs> we've got a review of Crimson Room Reverse uh, for the PSP Minis, so
2: check it out. Hi, I'm Zvari, and I play my PSP when I'm on the crapper. This is On, on the, the Crapper, crapper reviews. reviews. Today, we'll be looking at Crimson Room Reverse, which can be found on the PlayStation Store for seven ninety nine. Crimson Room Reverse is a PSP release featuring four classic Room Escape adventure games from Toshimitsu Tagaki. These Rooms were each originally their own free Flash game, which can still be found on multiple websites with a quick Google search. The PSP version adds its own unique interface, a tutorial, and four new Reverse Rooms. When I saw this arrive on the PlayStation Store, I had a vague recollection of having some fun with the Flash games, and I was eager to give it a spin on the PSP. I was unpleasantly surprised to find that my memories were slightly rose-colored. This might have to do with the fact that I did not have to pay for the free online versions of Crimson Room and its ilk. The premise behind Crimson Room Reverse is simple. There are four rooms. In each one, you play an unnamed person who is trapped in the room. By clicking on objects in the environment, you must discover new items and solve puzzles to escape the room. Since the PSP has no mouse and no touchscreen, I was worried how it would play on the handheld console. However, the interface is the one most impressive part of the package. Your analog nub controls a mouse-style cursor, the D-pad changes your view, shoulder buttons cycle through inventory, and the face buttons handle the rest. There's an option to change the D-pad to cursor mode, but that forced you to handle view changes by clicking arrows on screen, and didn't provide any benefit other than being slow as snails and pointless as a broken pencil. The item bar and other interface elements occupy roughly a third of the screen, but they never really got in the way of the gameplay. The cursor was a little slow for my tastes, but this isn't a fast-paced game by any stretch of the imagination. Despite the slick interface, I found the controls to be pretty unresponsive, I often had to press the X button three or four times before it would register the command. Each room is rendered in a unique sort of 3D cell shaded manner. The rooms look similar to their Flash versions, but when I put them side by side, I could tell that each room had been almost completely redone. With no textures to speak of, the game could either look stylish or cheap, depending on your perspective. It also looks pretty pixelated. Despite being a true 3D environment, there's no free camera. Each room has a limited number of viewpoints, most of which you have to discover yourself by clicking on the scene. Because of this style, each viewpoint looks like a 2D drawing. You can't tell it's 3D until it changes view and swings smoothly into the new viewpoint. The puzzles are at the heart of any point-and-click adventure, and here is where Crimson Room Reverse both makes and breaks itself. There are four rooms, Crimson Room, Viridium Room, Blue Chamber, and White Chamber. While the goal of each room is the same, they each present a unique method of going about it. Part of the nostalgia I had for these games was remembering how neat it was to build a shrine to ease his tortured soul to escape the Viridian Room. I must have forgotten, however, how often I had to refer to an FAQ to solve most of these puzzles. There is rarely a simple or even logical solution for many of the puzzles in Crimson Room Reverse. How am I supposed to know that the reflective CD, and not either of the pictures, is supposed to be placed on the shrine? Why won't the guy on the other end of the tube system accept my money until after I dial for help? How am I supposed to know that I have to click the yellow curtains a billion and one times to make the key fall out? If I hadn't been checking YouTube for video walkthroughs, I wouldn't have figured any of this out. This frustration extends to the viewpoints. Sometimes the only way to see a particular object is to click on the exact right pixel in the environment that triggers a camera shift to see it. I suppose die-hard adventure game fans may be conditioned to click every pixel and attempt every combination of items, but I believe that even such folks would be stumped by some of these puzzles. Some were fun to figure out, like the Morse code problems in White Chamber, but others felt like a chore. The game has a built-in hint system that claims it can be used once per play session per day. What this actually means is that it only worked once per room ever and didn't give me anything useful at all. There are a few sound effects and a little music in the game. I liked the music. It built tension and made the rooms feel like a desperate race against time, despite the fact that you can take as long as you want and there is no way to lose. The sound effects were pretty weak, as well as inconsistent. The curtains in the tutorial room made a noise when clicked, but the same curtains in Crimson Room are silent. Why? All in all, the audio work was a mixed bag and indicative of a game that received little to no quality control. Speaking of which, the translation has some pretty glaring errors. In one spot, the tutorial told me to use Circle to confirm my commands, despite the fact that the game uses the X button for this. It was clearly an artifact from the Japanese version of the game which would use circle instead of x. There were also a number of spelling errors. In general, all the game's text was poorly done. Paragraphs would have no formatting, even on in-game objects like a journal. Some hints didn't even fit on the screen with no option to scroll the text. It actually looked worse than the Flash version when it came to the text, and that's saying something. By now you might have noticed that I have constantly referred to the game as having 4 rooms, even though it bills itself as having 8. What about those 4 reverse rooms? Turns out they are just the same original 4 rooms with a couple more items added. They don't change the layout of the rooms, they don't offer up new puzzles, they don't add any additional challenges. They simply add a few additional steps to the same puzzles you have already solved, increasing the average time to complete a room by a couple of minutes. In all, it took me about two hours to beat all levels in Crimson Room Reverse. I could have taken longer if I had forgotten walkthroughs and opted instead to beat my face against its logicless challenges, but that kind of prolongation didn't seem fun at all. That is what Crimson Room Reverse is missing. Fun. Don't waste your money on Crimson Room Reverse. If this sort of thing really interests you, fire up your web browser when you're not on the crapper. And find one of the many free versions of this game. So, how does this game wipe up? When it comes time to flush, Crimson Room Reverse is a wipe with cheap brown paper towel. It is not a game I will be playing on the Crapper again. The game for this review was purchased by the reviewer and is not provided by the publisher or developer. Music Courtesy of the FreemusicArchive.org. You can leave feedback for the reviewer on Twitter by following Highway Z, that's H-W-Y underscore Z, or on the V-G-E-V-O forums at VGEVO.com.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. And uh, if you uh, liked what you heard, let us know. Put it out in the thread. Put it up mm-hmm. on Twitter. Let them know. And uh, if you didn't like it, well, shut the fuck up because he's gonna he's coming back. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good job, sir. Uh, and Thanks, I think Laurie. next week is Field Runners, I believe. Hmm. I believe that's the one we're getting. So
0: yeah, nice.
1: All right. Well, so, a game wait. that uh, speaking of
0: minis, what? how much does it suck that like three of them work on the PS3?
1: Well, no, they're gonna. Did you hear that they're gonna replace all the files? So I think this week.
0: Yeah, I think they need to. You just.
1: Yeah, you, you re-download it and it's going
0: to work on the PS3. Good, because I couldn't use any yeah. of the minis I've got.
1: <laughs> I know. It was like two in Europe and one in the United States or two in the U.S. that worked, yeah. No, uh, they put it up on the blog that it's like the 18th or 19th or something. They're going to re-upload all of them to the store. You just re-download the game and it works on your PS3. And every one of them is supposed to work.
0: Good. Yeah. Glad you brought you that know, up. Never mind Never mind having that for when the firmware comes out. Uh, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank god we don't work there <laughs> no shit. no no really it's great it's awesome no it, it, it was just we had to bring it out for I don't know yeah we don't work home there. is a brilliant anyway.
0: concept
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Oh, oh OmniLaw's gonna hate on you now actually I, I'll admit I went into home like that must have been two weeks ago and they've added a lot of stuff it's actually getting oh, a yeah. lot better now and i even went into the japanese home through our japanese account and i'm really pissed because iram's our iram's got a fantastic r-type home space that's what i heard yeah there's a great space going in yeah so it's almost worthwhile and i i think i unlocked some home items playing was it pixel junk shooter you did yes you did yeah something i was playing I've heard that that's going to happen a lot
1: more uh, where a lot of games are going to open up stuff in home now. I think it
0: should. I mean, it makes sense.
1: I I do, too. I I think that kind of thing is is what's going to make home work, to be honest. But no, I I think there's some cool stuff in home as well. The EA section, I think, is is still probably the best if you want to go and actually play a game or whatever. Uh, I think the Namco... Uh, museum stuff where they actually have a virtual arcade is pretty badass i just like to see yeah but you still
0: it boots you out of home to go play the game and yeah in the that's
1: the only problem it takes you out of the you know out of the idea or whatever but uh i just i i you know i'm 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 warming up to it OmniLaw of course lives in home so i have to hear shit <laughs> about it every day when he IMs me. <laughs> dude, you gotta do more at home. Yeah, home, 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 home.
0: Yeah, I get it. I still I haven't it. bought any virtual pants.
1: Uh the only thing I bought is the Ghostbuster stuff. Damn it.
0: Yeah, I didn't.
1: Uh, anyway. Alright. Pixel Junk Shooter Dude. We got to see this at uh E three and I think both of us were pretty damn interested in the game back then. Mm-hmm. Uh Wow, has it changed since E three, but I think all for the better.
0: Oh yeah. It's a great game.
1: It is a very, very good game. So, Pixel Junk series, we've had uh, Pixel Junk Racers, we've had uh, Monsters, and then, of course, Eden. Uh, This is the fourth in the series. Uh, The soundtrack's done by a band I've never heard of before. I can't remember what the heck they're called, either.
0: Oh, shit, I can't do that. uh,
1: yeah, but pretty mellow soundtrack overall. Uh, good soundtrack, but pretty mellow. Uh, seems to repeat a little bit, though. I think you kind it, of brought yeah, that up.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't quite as good as I thought it was going to be, like from the, the like one trailer that they released. Like, the music's good, and it's got some pretty cool mixes and weird little samples in it, but it does repeat a lot. And I wasn't as enamored with it as I am, like, the Gravity Crash soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... But basically, you know, the basic gameplay is you're flying around uh, from a side view, like Gravity Crash. Uh, You've got these little guys to save, like Gravity Crash. But (laughs) that's pretty much the only thing that's similar in the game, in my opinion. Uh, It's basically twin stick controls, but you aim with the right stick. You don't shoot with the right stick. Uh, So you Mm -hmm. fire with R1 and R2, and you grab... No, I think I got that reversed. You shoot with L1 and L2... And, no, and no, 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 you got it right, it's R R shoot
0: with R1 and R2 and yeah. grab with L. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, but then if
1: you hold the shoot button down, it'll actually fire off these little homing missiles and everything else. So, a lot more frantic gameplay than you would see in the Gravity Crash, and uh, unfortunately we're, we're going to have to compare it a lot to that, because I think people think they're so similar in their
0: Everybody's going to compare it, but they're wrong, I yeah. mean, aesthetically... They're very different. They're uh, somewhat, like, if you look at them side by side, they look somewhat similar. They play completely differently.
1: Well, the level design's very different too. Yeah. Like, I pixel th- junk, you don't,
0: uh, you don't, you have to worry about environmental hazards, but it's built around exactly. the whole, the lava, the water, the steam mechanic where it, like, water cools you down. You can get, like, lava suits where you shoot lava and everything interacts with each other. That's, that's the whole thing with the game is that, like, water will cool down lava and solidify it. And if you, like, if water hits the, the black like oil stuff it creates steam and if like the right. lava or fire hits the steam it causes the steam to like flare up and it, that's it like you can run into walls it doesn't really matter you can accidentally shoot your guys there's enemies to fight but we like gravity crash like it's all gravity like the title says so you're always fighting gravity to try not to run into stuff because you can die if you hit the walls it's they, right. they play very very differently it's I would almost say Pixel Junk Shooter feels slightly more like a puzzle game than Gravity Crash. Or oh, I think like Pixel a, Junk shooter, a shooter also plays
1: more arcade-ish to a certain extent. Yeah,
0: But you're right with the puzzles. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm actually stuck on this one screen where uh, I don't know how to get this last guy and I'm just like, what the hell am I missing?
0: Is that uh, the one where they, you don't have a gun and you have to get through the rock?
1: Yeah, you you have water instead of a gun and you have to get through the lava yeah. that you've already... Yeah,
0: Spin the right stick. And you do like a little saw blade maneuver, which I didn't know until I looked it up on a. Oh floor. really? Mhm. I got stuck there too, R&D. and I had no idea what to do. And I actually had to look that up because I, I never did the. T- is there a tutorial in the game? I think there is, but I never did it. Probably. So I had no <laughs> I'm idea. A real that man, movie I don't need exit. instructions. <laughs> I had no idea that move even man. existed in the game, and that was yeah. the only place huh. I used it.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I, you know the bosses are all nice and big. Mm-hmm. Boss battles don't really—they're not as puzzle-ish as the rest of the game
0: is, which is—I don't know they're if it's disappointing easy. or not, but
1: yeah, they're they easy. They're i mean, the game itself really cool is it's
0: supposedly pretty short. It, it yeah, I finished it. Like the there's three worlds, three bosses. The bosses are all fairly easy. The last one gave me a little bit of trouble, but only because I got—I was tired and I got impatient, so I kept running into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but overall like the, the bosses aren't that big a challenge uh, it does feel short like I, I was talking to Scott from Welcome to the Goo and he 100% of the game it took him around 10 hours like going and getting all the guys all the treasure and everything and it took me quite a while to get through the game I haven't like I, I finished the game and I got 15% of the trophy so actually I actually have a lot to go back wow. and do but the thing is there's only three three worlds but each set of levels takes a while to get through because there's a lot of... There's, what, like, five or six actual sets or points that you find on each world map, but then there's a lot of subset levels in that that you have to get through before it'll save the game, and they take, on average, like, 10 to 15 minutes at least. If Once you get better, they take you shorter, but, you know... I played it a lot and it it's still I played it in several sittings and it still took me a while to get through and I expected to be done with it last night like an hour before I actually managed to finish it. Huh. So it'll it'll last you a while. I don't regret and even he said, you know, he he felt it was short compared to the other pixel junk games, which is fair because Eden I think was way too long because he had to repeat those well, levels so much. Plus it was really um, hard. Yeah. Um, and said. Monsters <laughs> Monsters I didn't finish either but as like a tower defense kind of strategy game it had a good length I think and I never played it actually races. I heard that, I pixel that Junk
1: Monsters did. is insanely long like yeah. some of the levels can take a couple hours or something like that
0: Yeah. so I, on one right. hand I'm a, a little disappointed that there's only like three worlds to go through but I think more of the disappointment comes from the game being so fun and like the level layouts being so well done that I wanted to see like another world because every world introduces new stuff, like new suits. The right. third world introduces like this oil that you have to like avoid and it's actually magnetized to your ship. So it keeps coming for oh, you get like yeah, you get like a reverse magnet suit that like repels it. Some of the like the stuff I've seen in this game is just insanely awesome. And it really, well, and really deserves to be played.
1: And that's one of the things that needs to be talked about is the water and the oil and everything else. They actually use real Fluid dynamics to simulate yeah. all the different liquids that are in the game. So it looks insanely realistic. And when it falls down, it fills into the certain crevices. And you have to actually worry a little bit about, you know, the lava's not turning into rock in this one section. You have to shoot it out so more water can get to it. Yep. Uh, which in turn also just makes a really beautiful graphic experience for the whole game. And, and the aesthetics are, Oh, the game are, that yeah. are just very appealing.
0: It's um, gorgeous. On the one hand, it looks like a flash game. But on the other hand, the but, like the dynamics with the fluid are just incredible. It really yeah, does yeah. react like you'd think liquid would. I mean, it maybe seems a little thicker and chunkier and cartoony, but that's just because of the the game's aesthetics. I think. But well, yeah somebody it,
1: found a glitch already that uh, Dylan Cuthbert put up where you can almost make a water tower. There's something you can do to actually make a whole water tower.
0: Really? So,
1: yeah. He was pretty. He was pretty th- uh, tickled at that one where he's like, "Oh my God, look what somebody found!" So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Nice. But yeah, yeah.
0: The, like you said, you you save guys. There's also these like diamonds that you find throughout, hidden throughout the level. There's hidden rooms in a lot of the levels, so all of that right. leads up to 100%ing it to actually get into the last boss set of levels. You have to have I think 165 diamonds. So I had to go back and actually I went back to the first level because when I started the game I didn't realize that all these diamonds were hidden around or that you could grab them. Yeah. So me too. I had like none from the first level, so I just went back and got them and open up the final level. But uh, it I don't want to give away the ending, but it's, I guess you would call it a cliffhanger. And I mean, it's pretty obvious Whoa. we're going to be getting DLC. Yeah,
1: there's rumors that DLC's coming... Well, I won't say when, but there, there's rumors about DLC, so...
0: Well, I think it's yeah. more than rumors. Once you finish the game, you'll see. I think everybody who's yeah. finished it knows. So, I think some people might think it's a little cheap that they did that, but honestly... I got more than enough game for ten bucks, and I have stuff to go back and finish if I want to. Uh, to continue with our Gravity Crash comparisons, I think you get more more content for your money with Gravity Crash, just because. Oh, definitely. There, I think there's more levels, and you get the level editor and all that stuff. But I'm not trying to, you know, talk down Pixel Junk Shooter at all because I think it's phenomenal. The the, the right. two games can coexist, and I really wish they would release a demo for Shooter. So, people could kind of see that they play very differently, yeah. and they're both incredibly good games. It just, and this is what I was afraid of. They would come out so close to each other, and people would just yeah. compare them to each other and choose one over the other when I really think both deserve to be played.
1: It, it's, it's funny, too, because I've done the same with both, and that is, you know, I've kind of sunk into the couch and just started playing it to maybe play a level or two, and I end up playing for a couple of hours because I've only mm. played Pixel Junk Shooter once, but I got to that level in that one sitting. Yeah. And I've done the same thing with Gravity Crash where I'm like, oh, let's play a couple levels and all of a sudden I finish the whole planet. So it, it, it's so funny because like I said, once once we got to once I got to play Pixel Junk Shooter, it was actually a bigger difference between the two games than it was even at E three. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Gravity Crash I, I get attracted to more just because it's more of you you really need to be a little bit more deliberate with the game and, and just use a lot of your skills. I mean, there's some little nooks and crannies you have to creep into and everything else, where Pixel Junk Shooter is more of fast and frantic and it's just, you know, blasting away. I, I kind of like the Gravity Crash thing because you're always constantly worrying about the gravity and everything else, and you just mm-hmm. have to concentrate more. And, and to me, that just takes me back more, and I think that's what they were going with, with the whole retro look and everything else, and they nailed it. They, they just totally nailed it on that side. So that's, But I love them both. I really do. I, I think Pix- Pixel Shooter Shooter's a great game, too. So anybody that emails us and said, well, which one would you choose out of the two? Both. That's your, That's going to be the answer you get from mm-hmm. me. By both. I hate to say because it, they but are I both agree.
0: That good. And I was kind of surprised, because Shooter just felt more like a puzzle game to me. Yeah, I mean yes. You you fly around. You shoot enemies. Pop up, and but a lot of it is like enemies will be sta- like in your way, so you'll kill them. Then you'll go like solve the little puzzle thing. Like I got to blow this up to cool the lava. You come back. More enemies pop up in a different spot when you go back to try to thwart you, and it just right. it feels more methodical like a puzzle. And I didn't actually right. get that much at E3 because it felt. Like it was more like a shooter, you know, action adventure game to me. And the funny yeah, thing is, I like, that's one of the they things have changed. Yeah, they made a big deal about the sponges because you can get sponges to soak up liquid. When we played it at E3, right. but they're barely in the game. Like, there's a, only a couple of like the full sponges where you just drop it in water or lava or whatever, and it soaks it all up, and then you carry it around. There's a lot of like regrowing mini sponges that you grab off a plant. Any kind of right. throw and it explodes. There's a lot of those, but there are, the other one only appears in a couple spots. That kind of surprised me.
1: Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed what I've played so far. I'm definitely going to go back and finish the game, which, uh, you know, I was a little put off by Eden. And I, I play Monsters every now and then on the PSP now. I don't yeah. really play the PS3 version anymore. But I was a little put off by Eden just because of the difficulty or whatever else. It, it was just Eden, such precise control.
0: I don't know if it I would call it difficulty, it's more like frustration where. Yeah. My problem with that game and the reason I've never really gone back to it much, like I was really enamored with it at first, and I still think it's a great game, but it wasn't quite as platformy as I wanted. And the fact that you have to go through every one of those levels five times and every time it gets longer and longer and longer. Just right. it was too much. And like when we talked about it before, I said I played it a lot with um remote play on my PSP because I didn't feel like sitting there and playing it on my ps3 for a while I actually I wish they would port Eden to PSP to be honest I would have rather had that than pixel junk monsters I
1: actually wouldn't I wouldn't put it against them doing to be honest
0: well if he was upset that people pirated monsters so much we'll see what happens
1: oh uh, that's true yeah that's true damn pirates see what you people are yeah. doing mm-hmm
0: so I don't know killing it, the PSP they like i I don't want to compare it to gravity crash anymore the two can't I don't either it. I agree. They're good, but uh, I would give Pixel Junk an A. I, I, I've never said that. I said this on Twitter, but I, I'm looking forward to DLC. I don't know if there's many games I would actually say that for. Like, I am looking forward to spending more money to buy more levels for this game.
1: Right. And I will also so. give it an A. And uh, I really don't see a problem with DLC for this one because I think they probably. I think if they would have brought the game out full, it would have been 15 bucks, and I think it would have. I think mm-hmm. that what they were trying to do is to see how well it did and, and if it was viable to do. Yeah.
0: yeah. And while we keep saying it short, there is enough content there for 10 bucks and like three worlds is great because each one does take a while to get through. And there's a lot of secrets to uncover. I don't feel slighted. And uh, the thing is so much of it is so good. And the levels are so well done that you just want more when it's done. Right. And I honestly, and then, I think that's a mark of a good game.
1: You can also play this game, uh, multiplayer, two people on the same screen, on the same console. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't played it that way yet, but I have heard that it's good but not great, just because you both have yeah. to stay on the same screen. It doesn't go split screen or anything like that. But, you know, it's nice to actually get another game that you can play multiplayer on on the same console. It's still a rare commodity these days. So it's nice that that's an option. Um, yeah, I was hoping to try yeah, that,
0: but instead just, just laughed at me when I accidentally shot the people I was trying to rescue. <laughs> and refuse to play co-op.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think. Uh, well, maybe that's something we can do this weekend. Yay! Like we like so we were gonna play co-op in um, Super Stardust HD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I remember that game. So I still play it. God, I love that I game. in a while. All right, let's move on. I'm All right, Drunker. Um,
1: I, actually, I'm almost through my bottle of wine.
0: I've go. got half a beer. Oh, geez,
1: beer. Oh, that's <laughs> going to get you. So emails and voicemails. We've got uh, uh, three voicemails this week and some emails. So uh, we can start with those, I guess, with the vo- uh, emails. I guess, let me see here. I guess I'll read the first one because I'm actually the one playing this. Uh, this is from Daniel, and he says, uh, Hey, guys, couple quick questions. What new tables would you like to see in Pinball Heroes? I've been thinking about an MLB The Show table. They could have the flippers like bats, the b- ball as a baseball, and goals like singles, doubles, triples, home runs, and so on. Huh. Uh, some more would be a good God of War table, Gran Turismo, Ratchet & Clank, Patapon, Zombies, a favorite of mine, I know. I know. I know. Uh, Little <laughs> Big Planet, Assassin's Creed, Batman, Street Fighter, Wipeout, Kill Zone and the list goes on. Wow, this guy's really thought this out. Uh, mm-hmm. Torgo, what's your high score for the bowling table? Any tips or tricks you're willing to share with us pinball noobs? Thanks again, guys. Keep up the good work, Daniel. Well, um, you know what's funny? This game is done by San Diego Studios, so I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that you're going to see an MLB one. Uh, just saying. <laughs> 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 just saying. Uh, what about a ModNation
0: yeah, racer's table?
1: I think that could probably be, be in the cards as well. Uh, I think pretty much anything San Diego does, you're going to see eventually. I'm not sure. I know about a couple of them, but I'm not allowed to say. But uh, I I think anything from a San Diego perspective, you're probably going to see in in Pinball Heroes to some extent. Um, yeah, God of War, I think would be cool. Gran Turismo would be neat. I think you could do something with that, um, with the whole car thing. I I think there's something to be done there. Uh, We've seen a pretty cool car table on uh, Zen Pinball, so it's definitely something that's possible. Uh Ratchet and Clank makes sense. Patipo- man, all these make sense well zombies. F F zombies. <laughs> I'm sick of zombies. Except Street for zombie Fighter Nation, I don't I- think I it'll happen.
0: That. Just because it- they've got the Zen pinball table with Street Fighter already.
1: Well and also uh yeah. It's Capcom. Yeah, so Yeah. Um Batman won't happen. Wipeout? I don't think that'll happen. roco I could see happening maybe.
0: Uh I think we're a shoe in Forgot of War. Yeah,
1: I would, I would say that's going to happen. Uh, and my high score on bowling, I had to, I'm, I'm wasting time here because I had to pull it up. My high score on bowling right now is 192,141. So uh, any tricks or tips? Multiplier, multiplier, multiplier. You need to get that multiplier up before you uh, take a swipe at the, at the pins. So you want to get it on the left side to shoot up on top there, and if you get the uh, H and the V and the B lit up, that adds your multiplier, and it keeps adding up until you lose the ball. So uh, definitely build that multiplier up before you go after anything. Uh, that is my best advice. Uh, just keep that ball alive and get a lot of strikes. The, the other cool thing about uh, going to the left side into the into the shoot there is that it brings up this little thing in the middle of the table for hook because, you know, bowling and the hook and everything else. Uh, you can bounce the ball from the left flipper into that, and I would say maybe every three out of five times it's going to it's gonna hit well enough to hit get a strike, so oh. it doesn't happen every time. You still have to hit it right, but uh, it it actually it helps you quite a bit. I mean, there's people out there <laughs> with four or five million, so I mean, there's a lot oh, to be God. done in this game still. Oh yeah, uh, their scoring is really insanely deep on that one. It's it's a very deceptive title. It's it's you think it's it's, it's kind of simple and everything else, but the scoring that's built into that is is insanely deceptive. So, uh, again, I, I still think the high-velocity bowling is the best one out there. Uh, the Uncharted one's a lot of fun. I'm still not sold on the pain one. I like pain, but I'm not really sold on the pain table. I think they're, it, they should do some changes to it. I don't know if it will happen, but uh, I actually sent them some notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, um, <clears throat> the online leaderboards were down for a couple days, and actually that's our buddy uh, J- Jason Coker is the producer on this game. So I emailed him and told him about that, and they got him back up and running. So cool, yeah. If, if if they continue on with Pinball Heroes, I think we're gonna have Coke on again, and, and we'll talk about that and some other stuff. Maybe we'll get him to bring Travis along. Nice, I think. I think we need those guys on again. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's do our for- first voicemail. Um, oh my god, is there a backstory to this one? Uh, this is from Black Widow eighty eight. He uh, has his own YouTube channel. He's a big Soulcrack fan, as he calls himself uh, for SoCom, and he's one of the. Many, many, many people out there that's not happy with SoCom confrontation, and he let us know. So uh, take a listen, and we'll talk about it after.
3: I did it. I reached the podcast hotline. Yes. <laughs> well, this is Black Widow eighty-eight again. YouTube SoCom fanatic, SoCrack addict. To the day I diz I for shizzle my nizzle. Oh boy! You know, I've got one question, just one and uh i'll just keep calling and then i'll make a video about it and ask <laughs> all my Which fans he did. i'm gonna ask the same exact question and i'd like you to relay this question to mr mark rogers whoever that guy's claiming to be <laughs> and one question is this what has happened to the socom community when you look back at the earlier socom days when socom was a really great game to play and really hard to put down there was what twenty to fifty thousand people on at any given night, any given day. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday, whatever. And now SOCOM barely has a pulse. We're just barely hanging on to maybe seven to ten thousand players a night, and that's a good night. So my question to mister Mark Rogers and I believe all my fans are gonna call and ask the same question um What's happening to the SOCOM community, and why do you suppose so many people have left the game? And that's all I have for now, but I'll call back later when I think of something else to ask that guy. No, don't. Tom, uh, he's killing the game, <laughs> trying to change it into call a dookie. Thanks. Take care.
1: Oh, that was clever. <laughs> okay.
3: So, I, I didn't know funny.
1: this video got put up. Yeah, Uh funny, actually. So, I didn't know this video got put up. All of a sudden, we start getting voicemails. And it's every single person that calls these voicemails in is asking the exact same question, like verbatim. And I go, "What the hell is going on?" So I started doing some research. Found this guy's YouTube uh, channel, and and there's the video, and it's actually him calling us on the video. So I sent it to Mark to let him know what was going on, and I, I started emailing Black Widow back, you know, back and forth. And we talked on the phone for a little while, and I kind of explained to him that we don't work for Sony, and. Uh, <laughs> we don't work for Slant 6. And I explained to him that uh, Mark Rogers is actually a producer at Sony and not at Slant 6. So all these people kept calling, literally with the exact same question, which I let him know. And I was fine with it. And I did, I honestly did this. I I forwarded his video that he made when he recorded this. And I sent the voicemail to uh, the PR rep for SoCom Confrontation. And I let him know that I did that. And I said, that's all I'm going to do because I really don't care that much about so- SOCOM to go any farther. I like the game. I actually like what the patch did overall. I'm, I'm happy with it, but I'm a casual gamer. And, and you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have been playing this game since day one and then that was their only game and what's what not. And I, fine, I, I see that you're upset about things and whatnot, fine. I, I, I get it. I think we, we both get it. But, uh... There's nothing we can do to help you guys. That's the problem. I mean, we just did this interview because, quite frankly, there's some people in our community that like playing the game on Saturday night. I like playing the game, and when we talked at E3, I said, well, when the DLC comes out, I'd love to talk to somebody because I want to know more about it, and I know some of our listeners do. Well, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Sony posted the interview, or that the interview was going to (laughs) happen up on their official forums. And uh, for some reason, we became the face of SoCOM to a lot of people, and, and
0: that's just not really. <laughs> well, you we did. I've be. never even played the game. <laughs>
1: sure, I'll take the blame. Sure. So <laughs> I'm still glad that we did the interview. Uh, did we get well, everything yeah. out of him? No, but you know, I every single question we asked was submitted by the same people in, in those SoCOM forums, and I thought we asked some pretty tough stuff. I, I challenged him on the on the user created uh, ranked rooms. And you got to realize, I can't make somebody answer something, and neither can Mark. I mean, we could maybe go get the lasso from Wonder Woman. I don't know. But I, <laughs> we can ask if they don't want to answer, what do you want me to do? So, whatever. So, the problem is, this one dude, it wasn't that bad. The voicemails weren't that bad. I mean, I really, I was laughing at him because they, they honestly were almost, it was almost like they had a script. But then this dude did today, left us nine voicemails. One after the other. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you're listening to this know. and you left a voicemail, we did something about it. I let Sony know. And uh, you've been, you have been heard. And, uh, I, you know, if you don't want to believe that I sent it to Sony, I don't give a shit. Uh, I talked to Black Widow on the phone for about an hour, and I, I told him that I did. And I gave him my word that I did. And if I hear anything, we'll talk about it on the show again. But... At this point, I think this is kind of, this is kind of closed. Uh, the the DLC comes out the day this show comes out, and I hope everybody enjoys it. I'm getting the DLC. Uh, I think it looks like a blast. And if if you're that upset about confrontation, quite frankly, shut the fuck up and go play SOCOM too. That's my opinion. The well, are just piss them off again. I don't care. I'm sick of hearing about it. It's if you're so if you're that pissed yeah. off about the game, do something about it. If it, stop playing it. No place I'll come to again, or something. Don't call us; I, we, we can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sucks. They're obviously very passionate about their game, and if they don't like Definitely. what's been done, it sucks. I mean, but it's kind of out of their hands, unfortunately.
1: I agree, and and like I said, I get it. I mean, there's some games like Battlefield 1943. I was supremely pissed off about Battlefield 1943. The, the balance was completely off. It was too simplified. I stopped playing it. I haven't played it since I hit my 100th game. I got my last trophy on it because that was the last one I had left. I played it until I got that trophy, and I've never played it again. And I've been playing Battlefield for years, so Mm
5: -hmm.
1: you know. I but I do. I get it. I honestly do get it. But we can't do anything for you. I've done as much as we can do. (laughs) I've emailed (laughs) off to to Sony and
0: start a voicemail campaign to Sony to hire us to be the official voice. So oh, count. God,
1: I don't want that. I don't want that job. I no. don't <laughs> either, actually. No. After after being on those forums, and I, it's passion, I understand, but there are more people on the forums that are just so bitter and so pissed off that I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you're just you know, a
0: pawn, remember?
1: I'm a mouthpiece, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I apologize if I sound harsh about it, but at this point, it, it's just laughable to me either
0: Uh, no we we can we should stop talking about this it just basically boils down to we were the podcast that happened to get the interview with so producer that that's all we have like anything that we have to say to him has to go through pr
1: yeah And, and and like i said they i was really shocked at the fact that pr did not deny any of those questions I mm-hmm. honestly thought that they were going to they were gonna cut. There were two specifically that I thought they were going to cut out. Now, do we get a good answer on them? No, but I was actually surprised that even if it was something scripted, I was really surprised that he uh, addressed the whole, you know, when Seth Luisi, who doesn't even work on the yeah. game anymore, guys, um, but when Seth Luisi um, was talking about the game initially on uh, the one-up show, on the video version of it, and he was talking about how oh we want to do DLC every month and we're gonna have or content every month we're gonna do DLC like every three months and blah blah blah. And when I brought that, I, I honestly thought that they were gonna either avoid that completely or just cut it out. And they, and he did address it. Did he address it the way we wanted him to address it? No. Did he come out right out and say you know what we fucked up? No. Did I expect him to say that? No. It's his job to sell that game. He works on that mm-hmm. game. Sony publishes the game. They own the intellectual property. Do you, do you honestly think somebody that works there and works on the game is going to come out and say something bad about it? He'd get fired! Be realistic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We've, to, we've talked okay. about this enough, I think. Yes, next email. <laughs> you get to read that one. Oh, crap.
0: Yes, I do. Alright. <laughs> I listen to you guys at work and you make my days go by better. Recently, I replaced my PSP, which I had earlier traded for Batman, with a Walmart Hannah Montana Entertainment Pack on closeout for one thirty-nine or one twenty-nine. Just to let people know, it's not just purple; it's glitterly, glitterly, glittery purple. Quite a shock, but a good deal all the same. So it's Twilight purple. My favorite PSP well, game. Stop! Hold on, hold on! Stop right there. What? We
1: we should also bring up that when we were at E3 and everybody started cheering for the. The Hannah Montana PSP, <laughs> we we were part of that group that was cheering.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Well, but
1: honestly, I don't know if you heard, but go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead.
1: No, I, I think I don't know if I told you this or not, but Giant Bomb on their podcast right after E3 said that the people that were cheering were plants. And I emailed what? Jeff but I'm like, oh, well, actually no, because we were part of the part of the crowd doing that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it was people cheering for the irony of it, basically. Um. I- but it's on clothes out at Walmart for one twenty nine or one thirty nine. That's actually a really good deal because it is. I mean, sure, you know, if as long as you can stomach having a glittery purple PSP, which I could, uh, you can sell off the games that and movie that it comes with. You've got what does it come with? Like a two gig memory stick or something? I think so. Yeah. And there you go. Like you can buy a used like three thousand at GameStop for one thirty. So yeah, not that very bad true. a deal, really. Um, and you can buy aftermarket cases to replace it if you want.
1: Oh, God. If, you, if you're that self-conscious about having a purple PSP that has glitter in it, come on. Yeah. Just say you're a, a fan of Prince. There you go. <laughs> I like Prince. Ah!
0: <laughs> my favorite game on PSP is Castlevania, the Unlocked Symphony of the Night slash oh, yeah. Rondo, not the remake. And I also tried to win with my brewers in MLB 08, to the show which was a great clearance purchase at $10 at Target. So my question for Glenn is, MLB08, how do you hit the ball successfully? I can guess the pitch (laughs) location with good accuracy, hit the ball, but typically get a high, fairly deep shot that is caught. I can't quite seem to grasp the power meter. Should I be timing this like a golf game, matching each button press, or what? Thanks again. And PS to Mark, I played PSO on the GameCube all all, all the way all the time and loved it plus give me more demon souls chatters. just a sentence and i'll be happy uh demon souls chat chatter they're going to have an all white world tendency event for christmas i think that there's oh, really? info on that up at the playstation blog so go check that out
1: demon souls demon souls demon souls now he's happy game of the year <laughs> how do you, how do you hit the ball oh man in 08 i'm trying to think Because 09 actually changed um well, basically, I mean, number one, it's your timing. It sounds like you're hitting the ball. So what you got to do is, when you're holding the, the the analog, you're kind of aiming where you want the ball to go. So if you press down on the analog, you're going to hit it in the ground more frequently, or you're aiming for the ground more. Uh, so what I usually do is just kind of wedge my thumb underneath the analog a little bit and i just kind of push up a little bit and that gets me a good line drive every now and then uh i barely ever use power swing because the timing's too screwed up and also you can't uh check swing so that usually works out pretty well for me I i play the psp quite a bit or the version quite a bit uh not recently but i have played it quite a bit uh, and you're using the brewer, so you got Prince Fielder. You got a lot of you got a lot of talent there, so you should be able to hit the ball pretty well. But that's pretty much it. Don't use power very often, uh, especially not with like Prince Fielder. You don't need it. Uh, just use contact and just kind of push up a little bit. Maybe off to if it's a right hander, push to the left a little bit. You know, try to try to pull that off to the left field. But uh, yeah, you should be all right. <coughs> so yeah, pretty sweet. Glittery yeah. purple PSP. Mm-hmm. I want one.
0: oh no email was that was yeah email was from Steve all right then well thanks
1: Steve <clears throat> oh good God we just got another silicon voicemail <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, all right the second one uh it might be a little tough to hear but uh this is from our good buddy from Germany Sebastian and uh, oh, this snap. is pretty good this is good pretty good. Part. Hey,
4: Max Glenn, how are you doing? Uh, it's Augustus from Germany again, and I'm wrapping up some uh, weird quotes for our po- own podcast. And I'm uh, just realized that uh, so many sequels uh, released this year, uh, especially Dirt 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Modern Warfare 2, Uncharted 2, and other sequels I just forgot. So I to ask you uh, what's your Favorite sequel in the franchise this year? How <laughs> kind of funny? I played uh, Army of Two yesterday, and the uh, sequel comes to. Uh, it's called Army of Two. <laughs> two. Um, who said he had enough of his uh, two jokes? Not yet. And I have another question uh, from a listener from our podcast. He asked me, He's just 15 years old. And we've got this, uh, this age rating and, uh, he's bought Archer 2 and, uh, SS3 2 once again. Um, and he's just 15 and, uh, they are age rated at 16. So he's, uh, asked me because he can't download the, uh, DLCs from, uh, from himself. So he asked me if it's possible. My question is, is it possible if his father is downloading the DLC on the same console with his his own uh, account, and if the guy is able to play the DLC too? So that's a a cool question uh, that I wanted to wrap up to you, because I don't have a solution for that, so it would be cool if you can uh, help out with that. So, greetings from Germany again. And I hope for you, Mark, uh, you getting your uh, first own. Uh, <laughs> two! <laughs> Somewhere in <near> the next <laughs> decade. So, <laughs> I wish you guys, guys a happy new year and uh, great Christmas Eve. And, till next time, bye bye.
0: Two! Who Sam, says it's the bad. two joke is dead? Oh man, that's awesome.
1: That was great. Uh, well, I don't know how things work in Germany, but with the DLC work, it should.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's the same as it is here. It As long as it's downloaded on the same console, it should work fine, because we've game-shared yeah. DLC to each other. Yeah. <gasps> <So. laughs> oh, snap. Like the golden guns and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. and uh, apparently the, the uh, shared thing being reduced to three was a typo. It was a typo, yeah. So, it's still at 5, so you're safe. Yes. so... uh, Um, Crisis averted, folks! (laughs) Uh, My favorite 2 this year... It probably has to go to Uncharted 2. Yeah, the game was just too damn good. But I'm going to give an honorable mention to Overlord 2! Because I like that (laughs) game a lot. 2.
1: I have 2 as well. 2! Uncharted 2... Uh, because it was just such a fantastic game, and I really loved the first one, uh, but also, of course, even though I wasn't a big fan of the first one, Kill Zone Two, uh, Killzone Two, man, I, I, that game was my, uh, God, that was my addiction for this year, uh, for the good, a good half of the year at least. So I would say that. And the funny thing is, I really don't consider Modern Warfare Two one of my favorites yet. So. Go high! <laughs> That shit ain't right. What am I hyping now? (laughs) Fuck you. You're an ass. Two. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, By the way, that's trademarked. Uh, I need 50 cents from you every time you use that. (laughs) Sam, I'll see you in court. (laughs) Pay me in love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Ugh. Uh, All right, next one is from our buddy Sadek Al-Hassan, and he says, Hello, PS Nation. First of all, allow me to wish you a good night, and thank you for your hard work. You guys rock. Now I have two questions related to PSP. Number one, why isn't anyone talking about minis? Hey, Zavari just did. What up up with that? Uh, I have yet to purchase a mini title, mainly because I am not seeing reviews or even trailers for almost all of them. I guess if I had to rewrite my question, I would ask, are minis bad for you? Uh, And let's stop here. There actually is a website and uh, a couple of the guys that are our listeners work on that site. And I think it's just minisreviews.com or pspminis.com? i got to find that now. I'll have to put the link in the show notes. But uh, yeah, pspminis.com. And I think... uh, I can't remember who the writer is on here, but we know a couple of the guys. So check that out. They put a lot of reviews up there. I think there might be another one like Minis Reviews or something like that, but I'll, I'll put them in the show notes. But, uh... I, th- I only have two minis titles right now, I think. I have Vampires, which is good. It's not great. It's kind of a puzzler, Tetris-type, puzzler-type thing where you spin the the things around. And then I've got, uh, well, I talk a lot about Pinball Fantasies, which is a minis title, uh, which is, is worth the money, I think. I, it comes with four really fun uh, tables. It's not overly uh, technically advanced or anything, but it, it's good. Uh, and then I talked about... What are you talking about, man? I also talked about Mahjong Artifacts, too. There's three minis <laughs> titles I've talked about. He's not <laughs> He's not even listening.
0: He ain't, he ain't listening. I know. I don't know. So, I, I haven't paid much attention to them, but frankly, I think a lot of them are too expensive. I'm not going to pay 10 bucks for Tetris. There's a hell of a lot of other games on yeah. PSN I'd rather pay 10 bucks for.
1: I, I agree with that. I think some of them are a little overpriced for what they were supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very happy with Pinball Fancies, though. I, I think uh, the price isn't bad, and you get a lot of content out of it. And pinball's always fun; it never gets old, really. It's if they're good tables, it's good, you know. So anyway, mm-hmm. all right, on to number two. Number two. Two. God, here we go again. I own two PSPs. The first is a Fat 1000, which I gave to my little brother. While I'm using the second, which is a 2000 model. I'm considering buying a third, either a Go or a 3,000, only because I want to purchase several PSP slash PS1 titles from the U.S. store that are not available in the Saudi market, which is considered part of the PAL territories. I know that Glenn is doing something similar with his Japanese account, but I'm not sure Dino Crisis, which I never played before, and Half-Minute Hero are worth the purchase of a PSP. What do you guys think? Happy gaming, just Samurai. Yeah, I know the PAL market doesn't really. I think they have actually less than the US, which is
0: surprising. Uh, I didn't yeah. think that was
1: possible. But Half Hero Heroes, effing awesome!
0: It really is. It, I don't know. I it's one of my favorite PSP games this year, but I don't know if I justify the cost of a whole new PSP for it. No,
1: it depends on what other. I mean, I guess I would create a US account real quick and just go to the store and check it out uh, and see what you yeah. know if there's more than just those two games. I. Dino Crisis is big. A lot of people love it. I never really liked that game, but I never actually played it. Cult
0: following it, even though it's got dinosaurs. Yeah, well, it doesn't have monkeys though, and that's why you don't play it. That's true. Actually, I I tried to buy it one day, but I got to add more money to the PSP account. I got to do that to mine too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It really depends on how many games you really want from the U.S. U.S. store that you can't get on the PAL store, and and that's kind of what it comes down to. You know, the 2000 model is awesome. It is really good, and I'm very happy with my 2000. I use it a lot, uh, although it's weird. The last two weeks, I've been using nothing but my Go, hmm. which I never thought was going to happen, but that's pretty much just because high-velocity bowling's on there. So, <laughs> or or the, the pinball table. The
0: pinball but, table.
1: Yeah, I, I've been using my Go a lot lately. It's, it's kind of scary, although OmniLog gave me shit because I didn't bring it into work. I'm like, yeah, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i don't know man um maybe look on walmart.com see if you can get the purple glittery one although i don't know how that's gonna go over in saudi arabia yeah. we yeah. don't know anything about that area so we don't know if that's like some weird thing where you'll get mobbed or something i don't know I'm not sure all right why don't you read the next one i don't
0: know i don't know anything about saudi arabia i'd i'd uh, like to know Alright, this one is from our good buddy Scott Sauer at Welcome ah, let's to the Goober. i skip goof. this one. <laughs> no, it <laughs> pertains to me. Oh, Yo, okay, PS yeah, Nationites. When I upgraded my hard drive, the InFirmware Backup and Restore utility worked on everything, including the lock saves. I did not have to re unlock any of the characters in SF4. And we all know how locked up tight of a bitch that one is. Stupid Capcom unlocking characters in a fighting game and charging for costumes. Did I mention I can't wait for everyone unlocked in Super Street Fighter 4? Wait a minute, what was I talking about again? I forget. (laughs) 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 We actually had quite a few people email us in about the whole uh, locked backup thing. So thank you to everyone who did contact us about it. Uh, Uh, Yes, if you back it up to the same system, your locked files will be safe. And if you use the uh, system-to-system utility that came out in the new firmware, it also does back up your locked content.
1: Although, uh, Stuart from Just Dead Water uh, did the transfer from a, one PS3 to another and his mm-hmm. original As- Assassin's Creed file didn't come over for some reason. What? Yeah. He's all pissed off. Maybe the, off. He one feather to the go. game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we were getting shit from uh, Puma Oblivion. Because he's like, oh, you guys have overlooked... Uh, oh, we have a voicemail from him, too, but not for, not for this. But he's like, you guys overlooked Assassin's Creed 2. like, no, we didn't. Neither of us are interested in it. <laughs> 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 so there you go, Puma. Your move. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's get into that. He left us a voicemail about something else besides Assassin's Creed 2.
6: Good evening, everyone. Puma Oblivion here. Putting up a point, uh, question to Glenn and Mark here. Due to the, uh, Spike TV video game awards, we now know of a sequel to Batman Arkham Asylum. Woo-hoo! Now, many people don't know if this is going to be Batman Arkham Asylum 2, but, uh, so, I don't yes. think it will be. From what I saw from the uh, trailer that they showed on the VGAs, I think that the na- new name of the game is going to be Batman Gotham City. Beca- more or less because of the, uh, the reasoning of the uh, website, which is arkhamhasmoved.com. So, are you guys looking forward to this game and new- the numerous other games that have uh, been released recently or have been announced at the VGAs, including, well, yeah, Star Wars Force Unleashed 2, which, which uh, no hopefully is <clears throat> a little better than the original, but that's just my opinion. Um, so uh, hopefully we can get your opinions on that, guys, and uh, hopefully I will uh, be happy to uh, see Arkham As- Arkham Asylum two come out or to. Gotham City? Who really knows? But hopefully they keep the uh, same voice actors because it sure as hell sounds like they are. So uh, until next time, this is Puma Oblivion signing off.
1: Actually, Mark uh, Mark Hamill let that cat uh, let that cat out of the bag like an hour before the VGAs. Really? Somebody was talking to him and he and he's like, "Oh, what are you up to?" And he goes, "Oh, we're going to be doing the voice work for uh, Arkham Asylum two soon." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did the, uh, did the teaser
0: say it was Arkham Asylum 2? I thought it did. It said Arkham Asylum has moved. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Okay, I, here, here's the comment I left on VG Evo. I'm really happy they're making a sequel, but I really do think it is going to just basically be Arkham Asylum 2. And I'm not entirely happy about that, because I think they're taking the easy way out. I really want them to do like a Batman Gotham City kind of thing, And I'm hoping what the trailer shows, where it's doing like a flyby through Gotham City, where it shows the new Arkham Asylum like in the middle of the city, I'm hoping that a lot of it does take place outside it. Because I don't see any reason that the engine and the way they created it, you know, wouldn't work great out doing that. I mean, they just had like the outdoor area split into sections. There's no reason they can't do that again. Um, And I was a little disappointed. I mean, not disappointed, but I I love the Joker. But seeing him again, it's like. Okay, they did the Joker in the first one. I don't. I guess we don't know that he is the main bad guy in this one, but well, seems like it's gonna you gotta, be.
1: You gotta remember. I mean, he is the main bad guy in the comics, and and not even yeah. by a, a, a small margin. I mean, the Joker is the Yin to Batman's Yang, and and I know. I it agree just seems like that they're taking the easy way out. I don't i have too much faith in rocksteady just because they did such a good job in the first game so i'm gonna i'm gonna put my faith into them until (laughs) that's hot uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put my faith in them until they prove me wrong and and, uh yeah you know it does worry me too because the first thing that i said when i saw that i'm like boy what villains are they gonna do now i mean they they hit a huge number of of the more popular mm-hmm. villains already in, in the
0: first game. Yeah, but you, you never saw, like, Penguin, Catwoman, uh, Well, understandable.
1: Two-face. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do, and and I'm very excited. It was funny. I was kind of underwhelmed because of course, Keeley was overselling the... Yeah. Talk about hype. Fucking Keeley. That guy hypes. But he, he was hyping up. Oh, the first five minutes of the VGAs are going to be mind-blowing! And I'm like, gee, a sequel to a game that did insanely well yeah all right i'm not they, they flat I out think.
0: said when it came out they're like yeah we already have a plan for a sequel as long as it sells well yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah I, I i'm very excited for it and you know i'm, I'm a huge Batman right.
0: fan and I, I, i'm excited too and i think all they can do is like go up from what they did in the first one because it had some flaws yeah. but i think they could really yeah. improve it and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for now because we don't know anything other than the teaser trailer. But yeah, I would love to see more of like a Gotham City Batman than just Arkham Asylum.
1: Well, hopefully we can get another another interview at uh, E3 this year or this coming. Hopefully. Year. So yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'm I am I, I don't don't think that I'm sitting here going ah whatever. I'm very excited for it. I just thought I was very underwhelmed from the whole you know oversell that Keely did, just like Halo Reach. <laughs> you know, he's like ah. Oh! This game's amazing! Major Nelson, let me lick your balls some more! And then they didn't show <laughs> gameplay footage. And I'm like, well, what have I been saying for years? I want gameplay footage in these trailers. I mean, we saw some cool stuff this year with, with uh, that SOCOM clone and, and with the new Medal of Honor, which, you know, EA's version of Call of Duty, but <laughs> I mean, it looks cool. I've always yeah, liked the got Medal a of Honor series. And, yeah, he's got a beard. Uh, so... I saw some neat stuff, but, you know, I was watching it just going, why the fuck am I watching? Why do I watch that VGA every year? It's always a letdown. It's always, I mean, the one thing that would have made that better is when Mike Tyson was standing up there with the four people from, uh, uh, what the fuck is that called, Jersey Shore? I Uh, I even Twittered him, like, knock them all out, please. Just knock them all out, Mike. He didn't do it, unfortunately. But, yeah. I know, I'm off on a tangent, but, God, the fucking VGAs are just terrible. I'm Terrible. glad I don't have
0: cable so I haven't seen them.
1: Oh, just it, it was nice that we saw some green gameplay footage this year. Unlike last year which there was none. But like I said, you know, I was interested to see Halo Reach, you know, we keep hearing all the hype for it. And nothing. No no gameplay footage at all. Just a, uh, you know, it, fuck that. <laughs> anyway, all right, on to our last email. Uh this is from right. uh, Steve and he says Hello, hola, bonjour, and guten tag, Mark and Glenn. Uh, this is Steve, and after... Oh, God. I read... You, you sent this one? Uh, after hearing your story about the, the woman who pissed in your sink, I decided to... Sh- oh, this is disgusting. I decided to share a very similar story of my own. It is pure, honest truth. Get ready, kids. About three years ago, me and some buddies went out for a birthday celebration to a local bar. On this night, I met a woman who, like the woman in Glenn's story, was a raging alcoholic. After drinking several shots of Jack Dan—oh, Jack Daniels damn and some Russian vodka, she got up off her stool and started doing some bizarre dance and tried to get me involved. However, the best is yet to come. She got so hammered that at about 2 a.m., she actually got up onto the pool table I was playing on and pissed all over it. Covering the table, the cues, and myself in a thick, (laughs) horrible-smelling yellow liquid. I had to run straight to the bathroom where I threw up several times. Needless to say, she was banned from the bar indefinitely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Your story brought back memories of that infamous night in 2006. Keep up the (laughs) awesome show, Steve. um, I don't get this last part. P.S. If you are annoyed with someone, call them a P.O.T. and tell them to move away from the pasta. I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah, I don't get it. You got you to gotta email us with that one. So, oh, Jesus. I, I actually have another story. No. This is shorter. It, it didn't happen to me directly either. This happened to uh, somebody that we know. But uh, th- this this girl that uh, bartended at a bar we used to hang out with in Fond du Lac, really, really sweet girl, until it, it was a, like a relationship thing happened, she would just go psycho. And, uh... <laughs> She and her boyfriend was a little doofus too. We, none of us liked the guy, but he had this little pickup truck with a sunroof and everything on it. And uh, they broke up one of the many times, and, and apparently she got loaded and uh, broke into his truck and like straddled the back seat and pissed all over it. Oh! <laughs> and he got out and ran shit. off. <laughs> so he didn't know what happened, and I don't know. I, I guess she had a key or something because nothing was broken. But he got in the truck and he's like, "What the hell's that smell?" <laughs> wow a lot of pissing here in wisconsin kids a lot of pissing so (laughs) oh god i have a million of them this is what happens when you're old all right so we are done with the emails and voicemails finally and i'm sure every socom fan is now pissed off at me whatever i don't care they were already pissed off so you can love me are you doing your borderlands review next week
0: Honestly, I just doubt say yes. I'm going to have time oh, just to say play yes. it between, No, because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have time to play it Between now and next week
1: Alright, so Mark's Borderlands review next week And uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be talking the SOCOM DLC a little bit I don't know if I'll have very much time to play Because I'll be down uh, by by the Sours on Friday And I'll be down at the Trickmanses on Saturday with you guys mm-hmm. Actually, both yeah, we'll all be down there So uh, hopefully I'll get some time with that But uh, boy, I don't even know if I'm going to be doing a review next week yeah, I I don't know. Well, we can talk about the... If it comes out, we can talk about the uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker demo for the PSP. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Next week will be our Christmas episode.
1: Ding, dong, ding,
0: dong. Ding, fries are done. <laughs> ding, fries are done.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I think we're out of here. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. And... Uh, check with us next week for your all your Christmas goodness. And uh, keep your eyes on Twitter and on the forums and everything else if we get that Game of the Year stuff up so you guys can vote. And uh, anything else, Mark? You got anything else to say before we go?
0: uh Fire.
5: All right.
1: All right, get out there and play some games, kids. We'll talk to you next week.
7: All days are honest. Thanksgiving was great. I had a great Thanksgiving. I have to tell you people one thing, though. I'm a grown man, and I've yet to sit at the big table. (laughs) My great aunt, she's 89. She's got my seat. Every year, you know, I walk up behind her and go, hey! She keeps on ticking. I just want a chair with a back one year, That's all I want. Christmas is coming. I like to buy live Christmas trees. Love live trees. I love it, man. I kind of figured it out, though. You know, picking out a Christmas tree is like picking out a mate. Because guys just walk up and go, well, that one smells good and has most of its limbs. <laughs> Throw it in the truck. But you women, you go through like 15 or 20. You try to reshape it. You imagine how you're going to dress it. And you still get one with a bald spot.